I've been uh, working 25, wait a minute, let me start off with something else. That figure right there, 4,278. That's a good contribution, but $500 of that came from a lady whose uh, residence is at the forum. Her card, her return envelope is right there on the bulletin board. Her name is Margaret Geyer, G-E-Y-E-R. This is at least the third time and maybe the fourth time she has mailed in a check for $500 to us. We don't know when it's coming. We don't have any explanation for it. We just know that after we visited there, which we do once or twice a year, uh, where we go over there and conduct an afternoon worship service with out instrumental music and Mickey delivering the lesson to them and you showing up to the tune of 25 or 30 of you and mixing with those older folks. Uh, I don't know the lady's background. Something has touched her heart. I've been in conversation with her a number of times through letters because her address does not include a number on a house or a phone number or anything else. So I have continued. I write her a thank you note every time. Every time she sends it in, now she's sending it in without a, without a note. She's just sending it in. And so this past week, we received in the mail again a $500 check from Mrs. Margaret Geyer. As you leave the building this afternoon, find that envelope, please, on the bulletin board and write down her name and address and just send her a thank you note of, of some sort. I don't know whether she's a member of the church, is, is well off and it gives a $500 check to some charity every month or quarter or whatever it is. She's never elaborated, but she somehow continues to bless us more than we've blessed her from that standpoint, making the statement that she can't get out. And so this is her way of, of making a contribution. So take the time. I will thank her, but please write some other card because I don't know her circumstances or her situation. I don't know that she does or does not have family here. I don't know anything about her, but I'm trying to learn. And uh, she's always so appreciative of receiving mail and thanks me for, for thanks me every time I send her a card uh, later on saying, no, nah, you don't need to do this, so forth and so on. Last time we got her check, it was around one of the times one of the disasters was occurring and I wrote a note back that said we have decided to have a special contribution and we're going to add your money so I let you know that your funds given to us was given to hurricane relief or something along that line. So uh, enough said about that. Secondarily, I, I appreciate the comments on the lesson this morning and I want to give you Jenny Ritter's synopsis on what she heard this morning. <laughs> My 45-minute sermon Boiled down to this for Jenny Ritter, okay? Go to sleep right now. <laughs> so, I take out my last three pages and mark them off and just say, go to sleep right now. 
Now, you got anything to say? <laughs> okay, that's fine. Go ahead and go to sleep like you planned to this afternoon. And when she falls asleep, I will take the laser pointer and I'll point over here to her so everybody can pay attention. I was in a, a college class my senior year at Harding. I don't even remember the class, but one of the students fell asleep. And so the uh, professor, whoever it was, went onto the board and said, class dismissed, but one at a time, slowly, don't wake up our sleeping student. <laughs> and so halfway through the class, one by one, we got out, and he went left, the professor left the class and turned the lights on, lights off in the classroom, locked the door, locked the building, so forth and so on. And I don't know how long it was before the student woke up. Moral of the story, the guy never went to sleep in class again. So let your conscience be your guide, Jenny, when you wake up at 8 o'clock this afternoon, sound asleep here, and Eric and everybody else has gone on home. Okay, I, did this, I work in 25 hours a week here at the church, and I'm well ahead on my lessons, so I did this lesson in preparation for it on March the 31st, not even thinking about having an afternoon service of a short devotional. So I've got to take one and a half pages and condense it down to a quick devotional, and that I can do. We were talking about spending moments right now with God. And think of the things that you do on a daily basis. And the emphasis is learn how to do them with God. Right, what, what, after you get up and have your coffee, one, what's one of the first things that you do in the morning before you go to work or do anything okay michelle says pray some of you might do that right but what typically do you do those of you who've got to go to work what do you do get ready don't any of you take a shower <laughs> do what that's part of getting ready okay see what you need to wear okay that, that, that's good most of us clean up in some way right we wash our face brush our teeth or take a shower or comb our hair or do whatever, we, we make ourselves presentable, okay? David said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Hyssop, anybody know what hyssop is? It's a, it's a hairy leaf plant. And so, I don't know, what do these things call that you scrub your loofah? Yeah, it's not like that, but it's it's the Old Testament version of a loofah, okay? I guess it gets your dead skin cells off, okay? Baptism is a form of purification. It's a form of cleansing in, in such a way. There's water used in that, okay? So the reference is, and the thing to, to, to keep in mind is, let your cleansing process, your, your cleaning process, remind you of the cleansing that you have gone through, the purification that you've gone through with God. You don't have to turn it into a ceremonial kind of thing. Just when you turn on the shower, think about your baptism a long time ago or your, your cleaning process. Eating food. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they receive their food with glad and generous hearts. A lot of times we pray before we have our food, or we say a silent prayer, or we say that we're thankful. But 
uh, this day and time, things are a whole lot different than they used to be. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a meal time, and I was supposed to be home by meal time. If I wasn't home by meal time, I had to eat whatever was left, whenever it was left, in whatever condition it was left, or I had to take care of it in, in some other way. Uh, today, uh, I don't think there is such a thing as family meal time. It'd be, be the exception rather than the rule. Most meals today come out of a box or a sack through a drive through or you call somebody to have it delivered to you. Uh, and try as I might to turn into a cook. I just, I just can't make myself, when I'm tired, go to the kitchen and decide what I'm going to cook. It's just easier call somebody and say, you know, or go get some food somewhere. But nonetheless, um, you know, food can be, uh, your, your dinner can be at the gymnasium. It can be in the stands of a softball field, uh, a soccer field. It, it can be anywhere. But make sure that you're showing gratefulness and thankfulness. They had their bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Uh, what is one of the biggest time consumers in our week? Those of you who work. Work, yeah. Forgot I'm talking to people that don't work anymore, you know. <laughs> Sleep, eating, what? Driving, okay. When you work 40 hours a week, it's about 2,000 hours a year. It is usually the biggest time consumer in, in, your, in your week. It takes a lot of time, and uh, it, it doesn't even have to be a paid job. You could be a volunteer a lot. You could be going to school, and you could be working at home. It all requires a lot of time, and what we need to do is to learn how to do our jobs and our work with God in a relationship with him. Put some physical reminders of what you're working for or why you're working in your workplace, in your area of what you're doing so it can remind you of, of why I'm working and who I'm working for. Um, I had thousands of pictures in my office. I had a big office, but, and it had a lot of wall space, and I always had, I was a big photography bug, and I take a lot of pictures. Scenic pictures, family pictures, so forth and so on. You know, sometimes when you're having a really, 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 really rotten day and you don't want to be at work, I could go into my office and close my door and reflect on the pictures that are around me and, and go somewhere else. I could go on that golfing vacation where those pictures are on the wall or I could go to Fripp Island and see the sunset because it was on my wall. Picture your day, place some physical reminders around you, not things to worship, but triggers to help you and remind you of the type of spirit that you want to be and want to have while you are at work. They can get you through some of the rough times. Interruptions happen as well. As much as you might plan your day and make plans for your day's events, there are going to be interruptions and there's going to be changes in plans. It may not be what you wanted to do or what you planned to do, but you've got to be ready 
Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Doesn't that alarm you a little bit? That some interruption that you thought was an interruption to your day or someone who stops you on the street or asks for you to do something out of your way for them may indeed be an angel that's come to you and you say, I have no time for you. I have no wish for you. I won't even reach in my pocket and give you a dollar or two. And then you read this scripture and and you go, whoa, I wonder if. I wonder if. Um, Interruptions are intrusions. There's no doubt. They don't fit into our plans. But think of Jesus and his ministry and how he is constantly interrupted, sidetracked with other plans, disruptions, and so forth. So he healed and did uh, things to people when he was interrupted. And then finally, as we got to our last scripture, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father through him. The, the reality is there's many things that don't fit into these categories of Working, sleeping, eating, there's watching TV, there's being on the computer, there's other unplanned activities. Tracy mentioned it, driving our car. How long does that take out of your week? And so all of these things are moments that take up our week, our right now moment. But we weren't meant to embrace moments, we were meant to embrace God. And moments are not necessarily always good, but God is always. He's never anything else but good. So right now, this moment, it's the only time we get a, 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 it's the only time we are in a place where we can meet God every moment, every second, right now. If you have a need to respond to the invitation of our Lord this afternoon, this evening, have a wish or a desire that we can help you and satisfy, talk to you about, pray with you about, you can make your wishes known right now as we stand and sing.